book covers costing you thousands? Find out on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Pay Kickstart, the backbone of my entire business. Get 30 free days with this cutting edge shopping cart when you go to servnermaster.com backslash pay kickstart today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. We had another wild night here on the island. Last night I woke up so hot, sweating. My son next to me awake and crying, playing with my wife's phone to discover that the air conditioning, all the lights and the power's off. I go and open the window, open the door to let in some of the cool night air. And I discover that our neighbor on either side have power. It's just our apartment that has no power. My wife thought it was a blackout for our neighborhood, which is very common here. There are brownouts and blackouts every single week. But for four hours, we suffered thinking the power was out when in fact, she just needed to flip a fuse in the fuse box. And that was just the beginning of the adventure last night. And now looking outside, I'm trying to record these early as possible. There's so much noise at 5 a.m. I started getting at 4 a.m. to record, but we were dealing with the power. I woke up at 4 a.m. to deal with that. Now it's 5 and I'm looking outside. You hear the birds, the dogs, every, all these animals are making so much noise. And there's a storm front coming in. The sky is black and it's coming towards me. I'm hoping that together we can get to this episode before the rain attacks me. You know, a few previous episodes it's happened. We've had to cut things off early, but I have a good feeling we can get through this really critical lesson about book covers and design covers and how they can affect your business. There's no other way to say it. We judge a book by its cover. It's absolutely true. Authors, writers, we're creative people, and we believe our words should speak for us. And I've been getting a couple of emails from people lately who don't want to give up their purity. They don't want to sell out. Everyone's definition of selling out is a little bit different. I'm not sure if you can hear it, but there's over a hundred dogs barking right now all up and down the road I live on. <laughs> Why? Why does this happen when I want to spend so much special time with you? The idea of doing anything for the purpose of pleasing their audience makes some purists feel like they're selling out. And we all have a different definition of selling out. For some of us, it would be writing a book for someone we disagree with politically or writing a book helping a company cover up one of their disasters. We all have our different concepts of what we're willing and not willing to do. And I don't hide the fact that I'm a mercenary. I write for money. I love writing. I found a way to bring my passion in alignment with my business. But if I was choosing between a book that would make me enough money to support my family and working on something that would get me excited but leave my children hungry, well, I'm going to choose the first project. I'm always going to choose to take care of my family. I got bills to pay just like everyone else. If you want to be successful, in any business, you have to really understand your customers or your clients, the people you want to spend money with you. Selling products to companies is very different than selling products to people. Sometimes the sales cycle can be 18 months to three years when you're selling to a company. When you're selling to a person, they usually make the decision the same day or within a week. It's so different to spend three years going to meeting after meeting working your way up to the decision makers in a company before they're finally ready to make a move. This is why larger companies move very slowly to become leviathans. They become victims of their own success because they're no longer agile. Small companies can make quick changes that big companies are no longer capable of doing. There are too many people in on the decision-making process. They're very good at continuing to get down the path they want to stay on, but they're not able to move nimbly. 
as an independent author, as an independent entrepreneur, you're able to be nimble and make quick decisions. And one of the first things you want to look at is the covers for your books. A bad cover for your book will really affect sales. And we know this by looking at the behavior of customers. And if you want to see how people behave on Amazon, go shopping there yourself. Go look through different book categories and book topics and see which books interest you. And I want you to tell me how many books you think about buying without looking at the cover. I already know the answer is zero. It's impossible for us to make that decision. There's a reason that at the top left of every single product page on Amazon is the image of the product. It's more important than the title. We read left to right. The top left is the first thing you look at. And that's why the image is always top left. You look at the homepage of my website, the image is top left. Understanding how people make purchasing decisions helps us to line up and prioritize our marketing tasks. As an author, we can get stuck with certain decisions that we later regret. I have some friends who spent huge money on a book cover. Book's not selling because the book cover makes no sense, but they like it. And that's what they say. They go, but I like it. And you might have a cover that you like and you're paying anywhere from one to $5,000 a month in lost profits for that like. Now, if you can say that sentence, go, I'm willing to pay $60,000 a year to keep this cover, then I will shut up my mouth and you can continue to have your bad cover that makes you happy. And the only metric I use to measure whether a cover is good or bad is sales. I don't care if people like my cover or don't like my cover. I only care if my cover drives a purchasing decision, if it drives someone to open the description of the book and consider buying it. The purpose of the cover is really to get someone to click and then go look at the sales page. That's my priority. That's the measurement of a book cover. The purpose of the cover is to get people to look on the inside. There are certain common mistakes that people make with book covers, and we've talked about this many times in the past. But first, I really want to cover mindset and help you to understand that 90% of your sales will be determined by your cover. So if you have a book that's old and struggling, you can put a new cover on it, and every single person, every customer on Amazon, 100% of them will think it's a brand new book. They will have no idea that it's the same book with a new cover because we remember the covers far better than remember the titles of books we didn't buy or didn't look at. It's the easiest way to bring new life into your book, and it's the easiest way to modify perception and give yourself a second chance. When looking at the elements of a cover, the two biggest mistakes people make are phoning it in and overdoing it. Phoning it in is where you hire a random person on Fiverr who has a whole list and all their demo book covers look like crap and you hire them for five bucks they design a cover. There are really talented people on Fiverr that I use and there are tons of people on Fiverr that I would never hire who design terrible covers. I look, they have a hundred examples and none of them are good. They all look like cheap ebook covers. None of them look like something you'd see in a bookstore. And yet some of these people have done thousands of covers, none of which have ever become a successful book. I look for people who have designed other bestsellers. I look for people who have designed other books that have succeeded. That's the measurement. When you're looking at someone to hire, it's not about the price. It's about the quality of their work. And you want to look at their work and instead of going, I think that looks cool or I like it, say, would you buy any of the books in their portfolio? Based on that cover, would you want to go see it? Have you ever seen a book in their portfolio that you've got it and searched for it on Amazon to see if you can buy it because the cover was that good? That's what you're looking for. You want talent that inspires you. Unfortunately, many authors feel that book cover is just the final hurdle you have to cross. I want to upload my book. The book's done, but I can't sell it until I get a cover done. Just got to get the cover done so I can finally release the book. And when we see it as an obstacle or a hurdle to be overcome, 
we have the wrong perspective. Most of my books, the cover is designed before the outline is written. I had the Control Your Fate cover contest more than a month before I'd written my outline for that book. I got a bunch of covers designed to try and feel what would be the best cover. And I had a contest let people see it, click on different things. That's how early I like to be with my design. I think it's more important. Even now, I'm realizing that a couple of the books I'm working on, because I went out of order, don't have the covers done yet. I have 10 book covers done that I haven't released. And I went out of order, and I think I need to order and design two new covers today. I just realized that when I was looking through everything, that a couple of books I started working on are not ones I already had the cover done for. And that's okay. I'll go and get them done. The cover is more important financially than any other part of the book. I know it hurts to say that. It hurts to hear it. It's unfortunate. But it's true. So if you just feel it as a hurdle or you don't take it seriously, if you get feedback and people say, oh, I hate that cover. It doesn't look good. And you are driven by emotion rather than profit, rather than practicality, then you're going to run into trouble. I've had book covers that I really liked that weren't selling, and so I had to change them out. And then once I changed them, I started making more money. It hurt, a little bit of a sting, but you take it. Because you're in the business to make money. You want to sell more books so people can hear your words. Beyond phoning it in, which is the most common thing people do, is the mistake of making your cover too busy. They go, well, I need to really explain the story of my book. And so it'll have title, subtitle, three or four different images, author, and then a website URL. Try and put seven or eight pieces of information onto the cover of the book. But if you look at any really successful book, there's usually one simple drawing or simple picture or simple image that lets you know what the book is about. Every single thriller about serial killers has a tiny image that's close to in a circle in the middle that looks like a murder weapon. You see that type of cover design, you go, oh, this is a thriller. This is a serial killer book. I know right away. Textbooks all look similar to each other. Romance novels all have similar covers. We come to expect a certain type of design, but if you look at each of these different genres, they tend to have one thing on the cover. So if you're wondering what to do, simplify. Never have more than one image and never have more than two fonts. You can have one font for the title and one for the subtitle and your name. Don't get creative with fonts. People hate that. Too many fonts is really offensive to the eyes and the people looking at your covers will hate it. They'll go, oh, I don't know. There's something about this cover that I hate. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, go into a bookstore. You should not be doing anything from scratch. You should not write a book if you've never read a book. And you should not design a cover if you've never seen a book. Go to the bookstore, look at books similar to yours in real life, and walk along the aisle and look at the books that you pick up. You'll notice you pick up the books that have the right type of cover, and you don't pick up books that have bad covers. You can test this behavior and learn this in real life, in person, physically, or online. Now, I'm sure you can think of some exceptions out there. You can take a look at the Gary Vaynerchuk book, Jab, 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 Left Hook. That cover's very busy. That's where boxing gloves has a bunch of social media icons. It has a lot going on. That's the exception that everyone likes to talk about these days when I say, don't make your cover too complicated. So yes, there is an exception for someone who has a massive following, a huge amount of money, and paid a very talented designer a great deal of money to make that cover. If you've got a budget in the ten dollars to $20,000 range for your cover, you can make things like that happen. It takes an unbelievable amount of talent. And I guarantee you, he tested many different covers before he locked into that final one. So if you're already a millionaire and you already have a following of millions of people, then yes, you can go against these rules. But why would you want to go with the design choices that work 1% of the time instead of the ones that work 99% of the time? Why make life hard for yourself? You also want to keep the colors simple. 
there shouldn't be seven different colors on the cover of your book. When I was learning to paint in high school, I remember I made a painting of myself and I was wearing a shirt that was triangles of different colors. And I painted each triangle a different color. And it was bright and vibrant, but I ended up looking like a harlequin or a clown. The message of the shirt got broken. It began to look just like a bunch of different randomly covered triangles and diamonds and it stopped losing the idea of it being a shirt and it affected the quality of the painting and I didn't get a very good grade. Of course, my art teacher at the time was awful, but he was still right. I'd made a big mistake. Simplify. Use colors that make sense. And additionally, you want to look at how your cover looks in black and white. Most people will make their buying decisions in black and white. If your cover looks great in color, looks great big, but small in black and white looks like garbage, you're losing the sales of every single person who makes buying decisions on their Kindle device. You're telling half the market, I'm not interested in you. Now, here's the thing. Most of the people who are independent authors are only selling ebooks. They're really targeting Kindle users. So they're targeting the Kindle audience and then ignoring the way their book looks on Kindle. Does that sound logical? No, it sounds ridiculous, but it happens all the time. When you want a cover to look good in black and white and look good smaller, it needs to be simpler. That's why we want to simplify it so that we can shrink it so that people can still tell what's going on even small. When you have lots of different design elements that look great at six by nine inches, they're not going to look nearly as good at three by two centimeters and you're killing yourself. You're hurting your sales because people can't tell what your book is about. There are a couple of authors I like who have really bad book covers and I often miss the books in their series and don't realize that an author I like has a new book out because the cover is so illogical. It's unfortunate, but they design these covers and they have a friend do the drawing. That's the worst. They have their friend or their spouse draw the cover and of course the cover looks terrible. And you think, oh, it's an amateur book because an amateur cover. But um, there are a few authors who are very good who have amateur covers. And I guarantee you, not as many people are digging deep like I am to find their books. They're leaving huge amounts of money on the table. You should be testing different versions of your cover as well. Have a contest on Facebook. Have a contest with your audience. Or have one cover for a week. Have a different cover the next week and see which week gets you better sales. You can change your cover on Amazon all the time. They let you change and update it so easily. For this episode, I don't want to get as heavily into the nitty gritty and the details as much as I do about the mindset. Once you decide and understand that covers are more important than the book, once you accept that, I know it's like a punch in the stomach to an author. You want to feel like your words are the most important part, but if people don't like the cover, they'll never see the book. Even though their final decision of the reviews will be all about the content of the book, they'll never find out about the content until you get past this cover test. So make the decision right now to take your covers very, very, very seriously. Now, as you know, you can post images of your cover to my website, to email me, you can post them on the Facebook page, and I'll take a look at them. And if you do that, and I give you some advice, and then you ignore it, please don't be upset when your book fails. It doesn't matter if your book is good, if the cover is bad. I'm happy to look at covers. I love looking at covers and giving people bits of advice. But if you're going to hear advice from someone who's successful at something and then ignore it, then don't be surprised. Sometimes I'll say someone, here's what I think you should do. Make this change, make that change. You need to change this. And they'll say, well, I kind of like it like this. And I say, well, that's fine. If your goal is to design a cover that you like, that's 100% fine. I know there are people out there who love to do vanity books. And I know some ghostwriters who are even more expensive than me, far more expensive than me. And they only target CEOs who want to have a vanity book out there, who want to go out and pretend that their biography is a big success. They pay huge amounts of money. The person they hire prints off thousands of copies and pretends they're sales so the person can 
hand them out all the time and go, look, here's my biography. Look at me. I'm a real author. And they're driven by the feeling rather than the profits. Now it turns out I was right. Those clouds have come rolling in and the rain's hitting that tin roof. So we're going to wind it down here. But I want you to really think about your motivation. What's more important to you? A cover that makes you happy or a cover that makes you money? It's impossible to serve two masters. I like the covers of my books. I absolutely do. But they're driven by sales more than my desire. I work really hard to get a cover that I like and makes me money. But on a couple of my books, I've had to make a choice. And I always choose what gets me more sales because I want more people reading my words, finding my content, and buying from me. That's where the real value is. And that's what gets me excited. And if you start taking your covers seriously, if you're willing to make changes, if you're willing to try new things, if you're willing to take it very, very seriously, well, then you can start making a lot more money and selling a lot more books. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back next Tuesday with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you Tuesday. Launch a podcast without missing a step. Grab the free podcast launch checklist at servemaster.com front slash checklist.